It's just four notes. Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 157, the Fair Value episode. Very happy to have on the podcast this week, Gold Light. Gold Light is the musical project of Joe Chang. And this features uh, selections off of his most recent album, Blood Summer, which came out in 2022. It was a self-recorded effort, and Joe does most of the instrumentation himself on all of his albums, actually, not just this one. But he does often have a full band and live shows, and he's played actually over 200 shows, uh, with the majority of them being on the road. And you can find Gold Light at goldlightmusic.com. Here is Gold Light. I want to die And find some meaning in my death I want to get high On your every breath I want to lay My heavy head on
I want you to cry when the story ends. I want the villain to die. I want the hero to live. And when it comes time, I want you to come with. Well, it's the song that kicks off the album. Um, I, I didn't really mean to, but I kind of wrote most of the album on piano, and, and this one, uh, I knew I wanted to start it off. Uh, it's just my voice and piano, which I've never really done before. Uh, I'm also not really a piano player very much. Um, I took some lessons when I was younger, but uh, I don't know how to read music or anything. Um, don't even really know any musical theory, <laughs> but any, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I wrote most of this kind of, just kind of figuring out, um, stuff on the piano. Um, and this song was kind of like, I, I just kind of imagined, um, maybe like some, like Tom Waits, just like in black and white, just sitting like hover, huddled over his piano, just like a mad scientist, just kind of yeah. like banging on the keys <laughs> or something. Um, but yeah, the, the song itself is just kind of uh nostalgic i think nostalgia kind of uh hangs over a lot of this album um which i I don't know i guess kind of what i was saying is i I, well i didn't really intentionally even really mean to write this album it kind of came out of uh i took a long break from music um or I intended to after like 2019 and uh, sorry, I'm getting kind of off track from the actual song, but I guess this is more, I'm just kind of like covering a little bit of the album. Um, Yeah. Oh, no problem. But yeah. uh, So we did this tour in December, 2019. And um, I kind of had already planned that I was, I was kind of just getting tired of the grind of everything and just kind of jaded on music stuff in general. And, uh, and I wanted to take a break from it. And then, you know, the pandemic hit and like everyone was, was kind of forced to take a break. Um, and I kind of spent my time doing doing other things. And then when I after like a year and a half, it just kind of felt natural. Like I didn't even really think about it. I just kind of just started writing some songs. And this whole album came out very quickly, like within probably a month and a half. Um, uh, and I wrote them all. Yeah, just very quickly. Um and yeah, I don't know, Just Kids just kind of uh, kicks things off. I think the fir- first line, I want to die <laughs> and find some meaning in my death. I just kind of knew I wanted that to like kick it off, even though it's kind of like a weird thing to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then I, I also unintentionally stole stole the uh, the title Just Kids from the uh, Patti Smith memoir <laughs> oh, yeah. as well, which I'm, which I'm a, a big fan of. That was um, interesting to hear that piano because um, because to hear a, a piano heavy uh, uh, album because I hear so many you know guitar yeah. like especially in this area like acoustic guitar driven or electric guitar right driven um, you said you kind of accidentally did it all on piano is there was there any kind of a, a catalyst for that for the piano part 
not really. I mean, I, I kind of, I've always been a fan of the piano. Um, I've always wanted to be able to write or like make a piano driven bass kind of out al- songs or album or something. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. It might be jumping ahead a little bit, but, uh, uh, one of my, my best friend, uh, named Adam, who used to play in this band and, uh, he was a big piano player and, um, I think after he uh, he died by suicide a few years ago, and uh, he, I think something in me kind of wanted to carry that on, like carry on playing piano because it was so prominent in his life and in my musical like whatever life as well. It was like always there, always hanging around. That I kind of just maybe maybe subconsciously just wanted to uh, take up the piano more um, because of that because it was kind of missing. Um, from like my life or a part of it was, um, I'm kind of just realizing that now actually, (laughs) but, uh, aside from that, I think a lot, like I'm a huge Springsteen fan and, uh, I love all the piano driven stuff in, uh, early on and just the way it is like a part of like the E street band. Um, so I think, uh, just incorporating some of that, um, and, and also just, I don't know. Each album I've done is is different. Like it's 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 blended genres. It's been different genres, I guess you could say. And uh, but it's all been also like unintentional to like do do them differently each time. So I don't really know what it is. I th- I think maybe it's just mixing things up, just wanting to try something new. But again, I, I don't really like think about that going into it. It just kind of naturally sort of takes its course, I guess. Stand the test of time. Come on. 
This was actually the very first song that, that I wrote, kind of coming out of, quote, hibernation, I guess. Um, it was the one that kind of kicked off the album. Um, it's pretty much, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward song, but it's about, uh, you know, having like a, a sweetheart and uh, maybe, and it doesn't quite work out. <laughs> and then uh, you kind of have... But instead of like lamenting the end of the relationship, because you know it was like kind of like I say, it's a, a soft summer fling, so it was like you know a very short thing, very romantic thing. But instead of you know lamenting that it ended, you uh, you kind of um, are just glad that it you know happened in the first place, or glad that it was able to take place. Um, so that's kind of what it's about. The title line I just kind of liked. I don't know what it what trail of another one really means. If it means like getting over someone by trying to <laughs> get on the trail of someone else, that wasn't. I mean, I guess it could be interpreted that way, but that wasn't really what I what I meant when I wrote it. <laughs> it was more just like yeah, like I said, like nostalgia, just kind of like thinking about these sweet times with someone. Where did you record these? I recorded all of them in um, down in Old Fort. I was living there for like half of last year, um, and I recorded them up in my room. I, I call it on the album. I list it as the Christofferson attic, even though it's just the upstairs. It's not like an actual attic, mm -hmm. but uh, it was in uh, my friend Casey Christofferson's house. Who uh, she's actually the daughter of Chris Christofferson. Um, but we used to work together and. Uh, She's a good friend, and yeah, I remember I would just like, I recorded them all just by myself. Um, the way I've done most of the albums, just like all, I play all the instruments and everything, and then kind of flesh everything out with a live band, with just whoever's available at the moment, friends and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I remember like cranking out this album last summer, and uh, I would just like play it for my friends, like like I'd have like a new like me and Casey would drive to work and I'd have a new song like every other day. She'd be like, "What? <laughs> You're cranking them out?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know what's going on." <laughs> so I don't know. I guess I just got like bit by the bug or something, inspired. Cool. Um, but yeah. 
What kind of uh, piano are you using? It's actually a MIDI piano, so it's not even a real thing. Yeah. But it sounds pretty like great. I think my uh, a buddy of mine, I sent him the album the other day, or he just listened to it and uh, he was like, "Is that a real piano or a MIDI?" And I was like, "It's a MIDI." He's like, "Dang." Yeah, I thought <laughs> I it sounded that. pretty good. You know. Yeah, I didn't like tweak with it too much. I, I recorded all on Logic, um, mm. Apple Logic Pro or whatever. And uh, yeah, the plugins on that just sound super sweet, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if, if anyone out there is like, you know, home recording and trying to get some good sounds, like just check out, you know, Logic or there, there's so many like, there's so much stuff like that these days. It's, it's like, why, why try to move a piano into your house? <laughs> right. But then you got to tune I, it, you got to mic it, you got to... Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it takes a lot of room and it's heavy. But I, I don't know. I would I would have loved to. I just didn't have. There wasn't a real piano at my disposal, really. Yeah. So I would have probably done it like that. But uh, do they have a uh, like, do they have a plug in for a slightly out of tune piano? <laughs> I'm sure they do. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like a couple of yeah. notes here and there when you get high, you know. Right. You think, yeah. So it makes it a little more real. Yeah. <laughs>
plays along with that that same like nostalgic thing about a, a little summer fling thing um just driving down the highway um just like i don't know i'm not really planning to go anywhere but just driving you know uh highway 52 is actually a uh a highway in between winston-salem and mount airy north carolina where i actually used to live in both of those cities uh both those towns um when i was a kid and when we would go on long road trips, uh, on our way back home, I would be in the back seat and I'd look out the window and I would see uh, this uh, mountain there called Pilot Mountain, which is actually on the cover of this album. Um, and when I, whenever I saw that, it's like a very distinctive like looking knob up there <laughs> around a bunch of flat land. And uh, but whenever I would see it, I, I would it would. Uh, be a reminder that I was almost home, you know, that we were we were almost home. Also with 52, I've, I've got some more, also going with the E Street thing, I was able to slide in some saxophone on this album, which yeah. I'm really happy with. And it was uh, also a plug-in. But, uh, oh, really? I think, yeah. And also, I think one of my favorite uh, instrumental parts I've ever written is on 52, and it's uh, that sax solo in the middle, kind of. I think it's very, very sweet and pretty. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, just want to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. I used to play saxophone, um, you know, oh, when I was nice. younger. And so um, I bought, a few years ago, I bought a soprano sax. I played alto sax, and so I brought a sopra- bought a soprano sax, just a cheap one. And uh, I just do not have the lungs for it. I was so excited. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going you know, to be a studio musician around here and play yeah. soprano sax. I don't have the yeah. lungs to even practice it. It's huh. just uh, oh, dang. incredibly difficult. Is it? Now. Did you play like more than just sax, like other horn instruments? Because are there, like, is the saxophone as difficult as other ones? I don't know how it works. I know there's like um, so some it's, sort of like it's a little bit. So a saxophone, you know, is a reed instrument, and it's yeah. similar to a clarinet. So they're they're very okay. similar in their fingerings, and um, yeah. the amount of wind it takes is more than like a trumpet, because a trumpet, you know, you have to make the um, you make right. the sound kind of like you're almost like you're not exactly playing a kazoo, but um, but you have to. It doesn't take as much wind to me anyway to play a trumpet because you're pushing the air through your mouth versus a saxophone. You're pushing the air through the larger horn, you know. 
So, uh, gotcha. so, but it also makes a bigger sound, you know, it makes a, like a, like a honking sound. And then of course, <laughs> uh, a flute you're making, you are doing like a whistle basically. So that's okay. why they tend to be quieter. Um, cause you're losing a lot of the air, you know, you're only using like a 10th, uh, okay. a 10th of your breath goes to the sound. It's like going through the through the instrument okay. yeah yeah because you're blowing on the top of it's like you're blowing you know like the, oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah you're blowing on the top of it so you're losing all that air out here um but yeah that's that's an interesting way to look at it, is how much you know how hard they are to play uh uh yeah. saxophone to me is easier fingering wise because like with the trumpet you have the three vowels and there's combinations um and then the way you hold your mouth affects the tone Versus a oh. saxophone, it just depends on what keys you're hitting. And, hmm. you know, it's there's still technique with your mouth. There's embouchure, that sort of thing. But yeah. the note is very direct to the keys you're hitting versus a trumpet. You can play the same. You can, like a bugle. You know, a bugle doesn't have valves, but you can play a, a arpeggio on it. And that's all hmm. just controlled by how you hold your mouth. Oh, like when you, cool. Yeah, like those... Uh, if you hear those the famous bugle songs that are like, uh, you know, they're all four notes with different octaves. Oh, but yeah, if you listen to them, they're all they're all four notes. You can play them all on one one major arpeggio because that's just how a bugle is is made. Yeah, it's just four notes, and it's just arranged oh, yeah. uh, differently like that. Cool. So that's the uh, that's the wind instrument lesson for today. Yeah, right. <laughs> when you go play live again, since this is so piano based, uh, you yeah. play piano live. Um. Yeah, we've we've played maybe a handful of shows thus far. First one back i guess was uh this past october mm-hmm. and um it's a it's a five-piece band right now um including a piano player um our friend jane is playing piano and synth as well so yeah we've got piano in the mix because I, I i really yeah i really wanted that for sure in this uh arrangement because because yeah the songs are so piano driven and whatnot and who um who do you uh, play live with who's in your band Right now, the band is um, Chris Phillips plays drums. He's been playing with me for about, oh, wow, I guess since like 2017. Wow, I can't believe it's been five years. Well, we took like a two-year break, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but uh, he plays drums. Um, We have Sophie um, Hull playing bass. She's been with the band about three years. Well, I guess two years don't count um, right but yeah she plays bass and and sings some um jane i mentioned jane lovato plays uh piano um her and then matt tobiah plays the other guitar and he, he plays in a few bands around town um but matt and jane are like kind of like the newest members i guess um yeah i i made like this chart a few months ago that shows like all the band members or all the members that have played in gold light. And there's like 24 of them or something. I think I feel like I saw that. Yeah. I think I saw that somewhere. Was there, was there one guy who's 
was there one guy who's been with you like almost the whole time? Just me. <laughs> Just you. Okay. I've been I've been with me the whole time. Yeah. Um there was like a couple people who've been in it, I think maybe like uh like five years, but like sporadic, like off and on. That's that's what it was, yeah. People like but, the uh, same people kinda of popping would, up. Leave, come back, yeah, right. leave, come back, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, pop Kind of like the David Lee Roth uh, effect. <laughs> right. Am I in this band? I don't know. I'll find out. <laughs> More from Gold Light in just a few moments. want to remind you, you can find Gold Light's music at goldlightmusic.com and also at goldlight.bandcamp.com. We always love Bandcamp because uh, a lot of that money goes straight to the artists. I think 80 or 85% of the revenue goes to the artists. So that's probably the best deal out there for people actually making music, uh, especially for a living. Also want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast. Just search WNC original music, wherever you get your podcasts or go to WNC original music.com. Make sure to go back and listen to all the back episodes. A lot of great musicians have been on the show and more to come. Of course, this is Laura Jane Vincent and you're listening to WNC original music. Corrections and clarifications from last week's episode with Joshua Carpenter. Uh, He was talking about a petting zoo, and I was talking about a heavy petting zoo. Um, So apologies just to everyone involved. Sing this song 
just for me and Their voices, they sound like angels Though they always seem Bright Leaves gets its um, title also from kind of like Tobacco Road. Like Tobacco is called yeah. Bright Leaves in North Carolina and whatnot. Um, and it kind of just tells the story of uh, this like person, this girl who was kind of brought up religiously, uh, like strictly, like very strict religious upbringing. And um, she then kind of had... And, she meets a fella, you know, they get pregnant and whatnot. And then she kind of has this awakening, like a spiritual artistic awakening and, uh, kind of realizes, um, I don't know. It's difficult. Like religion is such a strange thing when you've been like told something and taught something your whole life. And then all of a sudden you like, don't believe it anymore. It seems like you're going to have this, like grow this kind of distrust of like a lot of certain things and, and kind of like lose faith or have to put your trust in, in, in only just be, be very guarded, I think. And, uh, or you're going to be guarded against a lot of things. It's <laughs> but Did you um, have a pretty it, religious upbringing. I did. It wasn't anything strict. It was just kind of like, you know, we went to church. We, uh, I, I grew up, you know, believing, uh, um, in Christianity. I, 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 I was a real, like true believer in it all. 
And then, uh, I, I don't know, somewhere around like going to college, I just kind of, it wasn't really even like this awakening or just kind of like, oh, like I'm against this. It was, it was kind of just very naturally progressed to just like, oh, I just don't really feel this anymore, you know? And I, I think I kind of like started putting my beliefs like elsewhere into like other things and, and, and like creativity brought a lot of that and I, I was able to like get a lot of a lot out of that that I, uh, I maybe got from that same religious aspect of things and for me growing up a lot of it was also like a communal communal thing like building a community like through the church and whatnot like all my friends yeah. were in that circle group and when I didn't have that anymore, it also kind of left me like, oh, well, I'm a former new group. And I, and I went to art school. So it was all these like misfit, outcast, artistic kids, like just trying to like, you know, find other people similar to them and, and get through all their like weird feelings and <laughs> weird stuff they want to make and whatnot. So uh, when I found that, it just kind of clicked with me. And I just kind of, uh, I don't know, just kind of rolled with that, I guess. <laughs> Tell me about your uh, like your musical history. Like, when did you start playing? What did you start playing on? Bands you've been Let's in. Let's see. The I feel like I kind of was late to the game. Like I mentioned earlier, I played piano very early on, but I only took like you know nine or ten lessons. And uh, then I remember very specifically, I was uh, seventeen. I was a senior in high school, and uh, I ended up taking a theater class. Um, which is very unlike me, unlike me because I was a very like shy, uh, quiet person in high school. So I don't know if it was by, I, I think I just was trying to come out of my shell a little bit and I just wanted to like, I don't even know. But, but anyway, I, I signed up for theater class and we were rehearsing this one act play one day. And my theater teacher was like sitting in the back of the classroom and uh, he, he, he had this thought that some live musical accompaniment would be good for the scene. So uh, he reaches down to this guitar case and he pulls out like the most arresting pearly white parlor guitar I'd ever seen in my life. And he starts strumming this little uh, James Taylor tune. And uh, it just something in me just like snapped that day. And I just, I just, it was like, it was like a, a Botticelli angel up on a cloud in heaven, like strumming a harp. It just like, it was like shining down on me. So, so I go home that day and uh, I dug in my dad's, dad's closet and I uh, pulled out this classical guitar that he he play every once in a while. And I took it to the living room and I sat on the edge of the couch and I set it in my lap and I had no idea what to do with it. <laughs> but my but my dad got home later that night and he showed me two chords and he gave me this Bob Dylan uh, like songbook and uh, I just kind of took off running from there. I, I taught myself how to play the guitar and I taught myself like everything else really. Um, so it's all self-taught, which to this, I've been, I've been doing it like 20 years and I still feel like I'm not very good at it, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I feel like I've picked up a thing or two just from playing with friends and, and all that. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, it's a really cool thing. How, how much better you can get just by playing with people. Um, but yeah, so I started, uh, my friend Adam, who I mentioned earlier, I met him through a Musicians Wanted ad in uh, 2004 that was in the uh, Mountain Express newspaper. And uh, I don't know, do you know? Do you read that paper at all? Do they still have those things, <laughs> the Musicians what? Wanted ads in the in the back? Which one? What was the paper? The, the uh, uh, Mountain Express. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, oh, do I don't they, know if do they, they have they musicians. Have <laughs> uh, I mean, I know they have Mountain Express. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've got one around here somewhere. I should check and see. It just, well, I think Craigslist is taking it's, care of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know how many people meet musicians that way anymore. Yeah. So that's what makes this feel even, even more special than it was. But anyway, I met him through that musicians wanted ad and uh, we started up our first band together. I was 21 years old. And uh, we went on to form other bands, and uh, he, he lived down in Columbia, South Carolina, and I've been in and out of Asheville uh, since since college uh, age. Um, but yeah, I just kind of, from then on, it, I was just always in a band, you know, I was always playing, and, and I even dropped out of film school with the purpose of, like, wanting to form and, like, be in a band. I just, I don't know, I, that's just, like, what I had to drive for at the time. Um, did, did you ask like specifically any any bands? I mean, I, I don't. Know. Oh, no, uh, just I guess know, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I, I guess aside, like my it's always I've always had like what I call quote my musical project, which has like taken different names, and that's what Goldlight is now for me. Um, but I've played in other people's bands. You know, I've played bass, I played keys, um, stuff here and there. Um, and yeah. Have you know. ever used, uh, do you use a lot of your film school background? Uh, you make videos for your music or anything like that? Yeah, I've, I've made uh, music videos um, for bands that I've been in and friends' bands. Um, made little kind of like tour documentary type things. Um, yeah, I, I've yeah. done some of that. <laughs> do you have those? Do you have like a YouTube channel or anything if people want to go see that all collected in yeah. one place? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know what the name of it is. They don't is. have to, though. You sound like you don't want them to. Uh, oh, no. They're great videos. I'm proud of them. Yeah. Um, I don't know my YouTube channel, though. I know it's called Wrigley Field, or that's like my username, I think. Wrigley Field. Uh, but I also have a Vimeo channel, and that's where I think most of them are. Or oh, I, know, okay. I think they're on both, Vimeo and, uh, and YouTube. So, oh, yeah, okay. I think YouTube is the Wrigley Field if, okay. if not, I'll I'll upload all the uh, Vimeo videos to the YouTube so people can watch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah. once you're on this podcast, you're going to be famous. So, you know, everybody's exactly. All right. Big thanks to Joe Chang of Gold Light for being on the podcast. Again, search for uh, Gold Light Music at goldlightmusic.com or goldlight.bandcamp.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcasts. With Christmas coming up, I just want to say that one of the best presents you can give people is uh, merchandise from independent musicians, especially like t-shirts and sweat sweaters and stuff like that, because uh, it's really cool. It's uh, unique, not really unique, though something can't be really unique, uh, but it's unique. It's a really cool gift. Uh, everyone in your family will love it, even if they haven't heard of that musician. That's okay. You don't have to be able to name three albums. You can just wear the shirt. But I bet if you buy them that shirt, they'll at least check out that musician. So, uh, so yeah, look for your uh, local musicians' websites and buy their merchandise. For the closing song this week, uh, very happy to have this song by Rose Savage. Been following Rose on social media for years now, really, and uh, happy to finally get a song of hers uh, for the podcast. Also, uh, you can read her full bio in the show notes, but she has a really cool YouTube channel uh, where she, among other things, uh, has some interesting history of rock and roll or history of music in general. 
Check the show notes for her other web addresses, but you can find her on Instagram at the Rose Savage. Here's Rose Savage. Have a good week. the world has ended yet.
I don't know. I got up at 5.30 this morning to mama. And it's been pretty much like that since.